Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFISFN. Okay, Sharon, we are on the air with a weird winter this year. (laughs) It's just weird all over the place. Yeah, getting warm through the night. Yeah. Anyway, our first guest is online. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, that's not Donna. Who is it? (laughs) Okay, Sharon, I'm not hearing you very good. Are you not? There we go. Just a little bit fuzzy. Yeah, it is fuzzy, but so am I. (laughs) No. No, you're not. (laughs) Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. And so who do I have? This is Denise. Oh, I knew. I, I recognize your voice, but we have had other um, people who pretend they're Donna. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pretend I'm Donna. <laughs> okay. God forbid. God yeah. help us all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Who's got that energy? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, how did the New Year's go? Did you have a good New Year's, Denise? Did you have family around? So, um, I, myself, personally, I was on an airplane. Um, my daughter lives in Ottawa, oh. so we went to Ottawa for Christmas and came home New Year's Eve. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And you made it okay? Yes, we missed all of the craziness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. I've heard some from some people, and they tell me what, they, um, what they've learned through that experience was uh, patience. Yeah. And they also learned that they could talk to almost anybody. Oh wow, that's kind of nice, actually. Yeah, it is. You yeah, do, you do learn that when you're you're um, you know stuck someplace. Yeah. Anyway, so the I don't know what I had in my mind. I thought the Dancing with the Stars was coming up, but it's already over and done with. And and uh, and so who won that? So Sharon, I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know. Okay. I, I was not in town. Oh, right. right? You I were was flying. on an airplane. Yeah, so um, I'm not really sure. But Donna is the one that you talked to about Boogie with the Stars. I know it was a huge success. Good. And I know everybody had a fabulous time. Of course. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, good. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm not the fun development person, so I don't have a lot of that kind of information. Yeah, and yeah. and that's fun, not fun. You know, it's you, not fun, you, F-U-N. <laughs> you have fun. So today, then, we'll talk about community. If you're okay with that, yes, I, I am. Mind, um, plugging some of the stuff that we're doing. Here. I think we should. Yes. Okay, lovely. Okay. Um, community outreach. Yeah, community outreach and community programs. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want me to start, or do yeah. you have a? Um, no, you go ahead. Okay. So just um, right now, uh, Thursday actually. So today's Tuesday. So Thursday, we're going to be starting our next Broken Circle group which is the 10-week grief support group. Right. Um, so if anyone's interested to give us a call, there's still a few spaces left, and it'll be held on Thursday evenings. Is that for families or individuals? That's or? individual adults. Okay. Yes. Um, thank you for asking about the family one. So yeah. um, what we're doing in January, because it, I, I think everybody's just tired. We are not getting a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. So what we've decided to do for the uh, children or the family group is continue to run our children's drop-in Good. every Tuesday afternoon from 3 o'clock until 4.30. Mm-hmm. And then we've brought in a wonderful uh, facilitator, one of our volunteers, to, to um, create a drop-in 
for the parents at the same time. Oh, cool. Yeah, so while the kids are in their room doing their thing, there'll be a bit of a um, tea, like like a tea time for the yep. school, a drop-in for the parents at the same time. That's and good. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. It's we, we always have to be flexible and change with what is showing up for us. Right? That's right, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, nothing is static, you, um, especially in the field of uh, hospice. No, that's right. Yeah, no. no, that's right. We don't want to. We every time we think they're there, whew, there, no, no, everything changes. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and so, just one more, if you don't mind. No, um, no. We're hoping to start a grief and grub for guys again. Oh, um, good. In February. So, um, if you know anybody, or if anybody knows anybody um, that that might be interested in that, uh, our grief and grub for guys has been pretty. Um, successful, but we haven't been able to run it very often because of the whole COVID thing. But that having supper together is yeah. uh, pretty um, helpful to to men when they're grieving. So, well, and I think uh, when I think about Bob went to that and and he connected. Um, I think they hung out together um, from that group. He connected with one or two of the guys that went golfing and did things together. Oh, and, yeah. And, oh, wow, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the idea, mm-hmm. is uh, doing a support group, that's and right. they will bond um, because they have mutual interests, uh, mutual experiences, actually. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so I always think of uh, homemade beans with with uh, pork fat in it and, and homemade buns to dip in it with lots of butter on it. <laughs> that just sounds fantastic. I've never made that, but I'm, well, we do the homemade stuff. So, you know, yep. shepherd's pie and uh, pork roast dinner with roasted potatoes and apple pie. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember. Macaroni and cheese. And, yeah. Yep. All those comfort foods. That comfort, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and the children's group, mm-hmm. how long, is it just, Continuous, like because children will say, "I don't want to go," and and then the next week they'll say, "I want to go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why. So um, we, it, it, it's a drop in, right. right? It is a drop in. So and and it's made. At, you don't have to commit to drop in, right? Right. That's the good thing. So um, even with adults and children, we won't see somebody for a week or two, and then they'll just come back. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 And it's, so it's as needed, and often um, it's because they don't have to commit, but it just becomes easier to show up. And I don't know why that is, but that seems to be the way. <laughs> well, it's yeah. it's like being told what to do. Some people don't like that. <laughs> I'm one of them. And 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 if I'm if the door is open for me whenever um then that makes me feel kind of like it's my choice. Right. Yeah. And and, uh, and I think that's the idea of having a drop drop in. Yeah. Now, um I was looking at the community outreach and so community outreach, they go into the home, right? Yeah, yeah. I love talking about our community outreach. We're calling it um, Home Visiting Volunteers now. Okay. There's a new name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we've been, so obviously we've been doing visiting in people's homes before we had a hospice house. Right. Like that was the very beginning of hospice in Prince George. Yep. And we've always done it. Um, and now we're, and, and continually, every once in a while, we kind of um, do a bit of a, um, an awareness push on it. But it's really people, uh, well, I'll tell you, loneliness can kill people, you know? Yeah. So um, our volunteers will go in and um, 
visit the person. Life-limiting illness, not necessarily palliative, life-limiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, visit the person um, who's not well and play cards. And just that social piece is so important for them. And mm-hmm. then the other piece of that, the other side of that, is that we also offer a caregiver support group on Thursday afternoon. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so the, yeah. the, the goal, is, I mean, wouldn't it be lovely if um, our volunteer could go in and sit with the person who's not well mm-hmm. so that the caregiver could come to the group? I think that would be great. Yeah, yeah, so every once in a while that works, but we, regardless of whether they want to come to the group or not, a caregiver, maybe they just want to go downstairs and have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or go and to the hairdressers, so yeah. You know, go to the hairdressers, maybe even yeah. get out of the house for a couple of hours. That's right. And uh, and then the visitor, the caregiver. I don't know why my phone, my microphone sounds kind of, like you said, it's kind of echoey. A little bit fuzzy or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that, but when, when we start talking about um, hospice and what you're doing, it's all common sense. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, though, Sharon. A lot of people don't want to think about hospice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It is common sense. You know what? This morning I had a, a someone from the Seniors Council come for a visit and, and introduce herself, and so I took her on a tour of the hospice house. And I, I don't get, I don't work in that the house anymore. I'm in the other building, and right. it was just such a wonderful. Um, it just feels so good to walk into hospice house. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, walk into a room and down mm-hmm. the hall and look out the windows. And, oh, it's just a, it's a beautiful space, that, you know. Yeah, I yeah. was doing my community outreach for hospice today, but the person's in the hospital. Oh. And um, the, it's just, you know, you walk into hospice, it's spotless, it's warm. I walked into that floor that uh, she's on it's chaos, and oh. I and I just think, oh my gosh, um, how how can you? Um, mind you, her room is nice and clean, and she's got a big window and overlooking the city, and that's a plus. Yeah. But uh, I would rather that I was going into her home, or if uh, she was in there for rest, but I'd rather go into hospice. The whole atmosphere is less clinical at hospice. Yeah. It's more home like. More inviting, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm not knocking the hospital. They're all busy. They're short of staff, and and uh, but I feel like it, it's awful for them to have to work in that atmosphere. I haven't been in the hospital for quite a while, so I just want to, before I forget to say it, I just want to thank you for following your person into the hospital. Yes. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I was I was saying today, even with hospice house. Um, just even the spaces. It, there's so much room. Mm-hmm. The rooms are so big. The hallways are big. The sitting areas. There's lots of them around. Yes. yes. Um, that in itself is yeah. enough to alleviate some of the stress of the illness. Totally. Right? Yeah. 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 And I was going through the the website. You know, I I'm pretty cognizant of what's going on over there, but I didn't know that the uh, the high tea was in support of the gardens. Uh, of hospice. Okay. And I thought that was really interesting because 
your garden has sort of bloomed <laughs> last year. I know. Have you driven by and seen it? They're just beautiful. They yes. Did such amazing work. Uh, no. Oh. oh, they're just beautiful. Just um, in front of the Solace Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, in front of the on Ferry Avenue. Yes. There. Yeah. Yeah. Some wonderful donations and some wonderful volunteers did that for us. Yeah. So, and we, again, so we have to. to yeah. Home. We have to. Uh, uh, when high tea comes, we have to really talk about that because it is to, I mean, those gardens are beautiful and then you've got the, the walk through where you've got the seats where people can sit and I mean, it's all, it's all zen. <laughs> yes, our labyrinth in the backyard yeah. there. I mean, it's just a beautiful walking little space. Yeah. 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 It's and, lovely. And so, um, I would like, have you been to another hospice? Have you ever gone to another? I have, yeah. Yeah, and and are we similar, or I think we're kind of unique, actually. <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the spot comparing to other. Oh so, no, I mean, I'm there's things. I, I'm just so proud of our Prince George hospice. Me too. Yeah, and I think we are unique in I that do. we. Um, we let's see now. How do I? We really utilize our volunteers. Yes. So other hospices will have, um, like we think that grief is a natural process and we're supposed to do it. Yep. So we offer peer support and grief support, whereas a lot of the other hospices will have counselors. Yes. And, and, and well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no there <laughs> um, isn't. Yeah, it's just we, we're able to reach more people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think our hospice house is unique, even just in the way it's been designed. I do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, from the moment you walk in the door, it's welcoming. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we always um, can use volunteers for different things. And if if you, if a person will go on the website and look at what you can do, you don't have to do the one-on-one if you're not comfortable with it. You can answer the phone. You can do some help in office stuff. Yes. You know, you're not, uh, it, it doesn't mean you have to come and sit with people. No, no, there's a lot of ways to do indirect volunteering at hospice if you are not comfortable in that, doing the, you know, that, that kind of work. Like, yep. even the, the worth repeating, the, the resale shops. Yes. We have, um, always have like golf tournaments or high tea or yes. any of the fundraisers. Um, we need volunteers for that. Yeah. Um, baking, um, recycling, reception. Uh, filing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The things you, you Gardening. Have, yeah, yeah. They go on the side. The people come first. And so there's things that you can do to help hospice keep going. Oh, I, I realize that we've just got 15 minutes, so I have to uh, close things. I want to thank you, Denise, for coming on and uh, talking about hospice. Uh, if people want to call the office, it's 563-2551. That's correct, yeah. And go on the website to see what you would like to volunteer for. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. You're very welcome, Denise, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Right. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with our next guest. Hello, I'm Carlos Núñez, the Galician Piper. Hey, this is Tim Brennan with the Dropkick Murphys. Hey, this is Dave King from Flag and Molly. Sean Smith from Lunasa. Karen Casey here. This is Ian Byrne from The Elders. Join me, Patricia Fraser, for the best Celtic music mix. Kelton a Twist, Canada's contemporary Celtic radio hour. Kelton a Twist with your host, Patricia Fraser. Tuesday nights at 8, following Fiddle Fest with AJ, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The PG Friends and Family Caregivers Support Program invites all caregivers of seniors in Prince George to their weekly coffee and chat. 
The social gatherings take place Wednesday mornings at 1590 9th Avenue. Space is limited. To register and for more information, call Lori at the Council of Seniors Office, 250-564-5888. Weekly PG Friends and Family Caregivers Program Coffee and Chat, 11 o'clock Wednesday mornings at 1590 9th Avenue. Advocate Life and Education Services is currently seeking a Director of Pregnancy Care Services. The ideal candidate has a bachelor's degree in practical psychology, social services, counseling, or a related field, and experience working or volunteering at a crisis pregnancy center. Full details are available through the Get Involved link at advocate.ca. That's Advocate Life and Education Services looking for a director of pregnancy care services. The successful candidate will work out of their head office in Abbotsford. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, temperature steady near zero. Tonight, mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries starting late this evening. Wind at 15K, a low of minus 3 with a wind chill to minus 7. Mainly cloudy again on Wednesday, more wind, a high of zero with an afternoon wind chill to minus 4. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, Sharon, we're back on the air and our next guest is on the line. Nicola. Hello. Hi. Nicola Redpath from PG Equine Rescue. I haven't talked to you for so long. I know. I know. It's been a couple of years, hasn't it? It has been. And so um, I'm wondering how you're doing and um, what you need. Uh, I think maybe I we should talk a little bit about what you do. Um, you're a nonprofit organization dedicated to the rehabilitation and rehoming of domestic animals, unwanted and abused, to approved homes. Yes. Yeah. And um, and you have a, a process for people to volunteer and to, for people to adopt and for people to um, bring in an animal they don't want anymore. And so how, what do you need the most right now? Volunteers? Um, one of the great things is to get a volunteer being um, somebody that has some kind of a skill set, um, you know, like a retired uh, carpenter, perhaps. Oh, yes. Um, retired electrician. Yep. Perhaps. Um like that, that that's a great um, asset to us. Um, sometimes it could be like you know, for a carpenter, being build a simple um, little structure for our cat room. Yes, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Think just little things like that are, and you know, um, electricians. Um, I wish my dad was still alive. Yeah, because uh, he was, and uh, he would have been great in helping us with you know these little things where a breaker grow or goes and and yeah. uh, you know he could just sort that out no problem so yeah but there's lots of people out there that you know have still all that knowledge yeah we should probably um talk to ECRA you know elder citizens recreation center they've got a thousand members there and uh, some of those people would have all those skills um, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm wondering if you um, maybe um, couldn't uh, send them a, a request. You just it's, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And we supply everything. Yes, and we supply all, all the materials, the the place to you know nice 
comfortable place for people to work in mm-hmm. if they're, you know, building something for us. And, yeah, we do it all. And I, I think people need to know that this is your home. And um, yeah. this is a, not like the, the animals aren't in cages. And, um, the dogs are part of your family. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's kind of like a different aspect. The horses are all together. And and I don't know if you still have the llama that I loved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we still have. Well, my, we still have, we have Frankie. Frankie yeah. is very well known. He's yeah. just like his dad, Romeo. Yes, Romeo um, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like his dad. Very, mm-hmm. very social and has to give kisses all yes. the time. So he comes to our events that we do. Nice. Yeah, and um, so you need people to walk dogs and and people to uh, help clean cages or or areas where yeah. the animals are, and you need people to come and hug cats and uh, people yeah, who yeah. socializing them is is a part of it. It's a you know it's a fairly easy job, but it's an important one. It is, yeah. And I saw that you had a batch of kittens there. Uh, we we had a we've we still have quite a few but yeah we ended up with you know almost twenty some twenty some kittens at at one point. Oh so. my goodness! <laughs> yeah, we got you SPCA and Humane Society and and uh, and we still have animals that are being abused. And so, if people want to um, come out and have a, a look around, they can just give you a phone call. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, well, online is is usually the easiest way. Right, um, you'll be out in touch, the barn. But, uh, you know, we do our regular volunteer orientations, and the dates for those are on our website. Right. People can come up and, and have a tour, see if it's something that they're interested in. We don't have an age limit. No. Um, as long as, you know, if they're under 12 years old, um, as long as they're coming with a parent, they can come out and, and volunteer. Um, come out and have a tour, see if it's yeah something that they that they're interested in in helping out with. And the other thing that you make sure is don't wear your Sunday best because you're going to be Absolutely. mucking things out. Absolutely, <laughs> be prepared to to get dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so the uh, the other thing is if if you're a good rider, the some of the horses would need exercising as well. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. If there if there are people that are, you know, proficient with the horses, then we can, you know, work it out where I can have them helping out and exercising horses too. So, and the other thing is, um, you can donate. I was looking at the different. You've got some um, geldings there, and uh, a couple of horses that I need to talk to you about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing about that I read that I thought was really generous of you is about people surrendering their animals and uh, that it's confidential and Absolutely. there's yeah and there's not a judgment there because if somebody's surrendering nope. the animal they're doing a favor to the animal rather than keeping an animal they can't yep. look after and uh, yeah. and you also can make arrangements to transport that animal if yeah. they can't yep we can and yeah everything is is kept confidential and you never know what somebody's situation is everybody's yes. different and yeah people yeah. Get in, you know 
people and pass I, away. I think, and yes. They don't have things set in, in place for their animal, and, and then the family gets a hold of us and and goes, you know, what, what are we to do? Because, you know, mom or dad has passed away, and, and we can't look after this animal. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's situation is different. <laughs> and the other thing is that for donations, um, you have people donating to various veterinarian clinics, and I think that's kind of a um, a really wise thing to do because you vet all of those animals and and you have the farriers come out, the vets come out. That's all very very expensive. Absolutely, absolutely. Our our vet expenses are our main expense, and people can feel secure by putting you know money onto our vet accounts. They know exactly where it's going then, and yeah, and. Like I said, that's our main expenses, so that helps us out tremendously. I see you have uh, Murdoch's down here, which is in Quinnell, isn't it? No, no, Murdoch's is right is a local vet. Okay, uh, oh, okay. with large animal and small animal. Oh, that's why, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. and so does Westwinds. Westwinds is another large and uh, small animal vet that we use a lot as well. Yeah, and they're, I, they're a new vet clinic. Yeah, I hadn't heard of them, and they're mobile, which I think is so yes. great. I mean, absolutely, we didn't have a mobile unit for for a long time, and when you're living out in the country with the cows and the horses and the, the and the and the uh, and for me, um, I have dogs that weigh more than I do. How am I? Yeah. How, yep. how, how am I going to get them into the truck? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, green Green Veterinary Clinic. They're also mobile. So okay. Have, yeah. Now we have we have three large and small animal clinics that are available to us. So it's fantastic. Yeah, it's hard I, enough to get services as it is. So it's great that we have choices. That are also mobile. Yeah. And and so when you volunteer, you can go to an orientation, which is, you said, every alternating Sundays. And you also said that if that doesn't work, um, other arrangements can be made. Yep, yep. There's some people that, you know, they've got things going on on the weekend. Um, for, you know, some people are they're working 9 to 5, so doesn't fit in with their schedule. We, we've done tours like you know in the evenings and mm-hmm. things like that same with like for people coming to view animals we do stuff in the evenings as well it doesn't have to be on a, a weekend for those people yeah. that kind of fun yeah and so the other thing you do is um you do um Oh, I'm sorry. I'm listening to the, the phone. So you do a tour. So that if I wanted to just come out and see the place, that would be okay. But I need to let you know first. I think I just got off. Oh no! I'm sorry. It looks I'm like doing whatever. So we need to have an appointment so that somebody's there to to be with them. Right? We're all volunteer, and uh, and my husband and I. So we need to make sure that there's somebody there to show them around. Yeah. The other thing is you've got, you've had 490 dogs, 778 cats, and 407 horses. That's not even an updated. I, and you know, when <laughs> I was. We haven't done our year end yet. <laughs> but, and when I, when I did that, I thought this is uh, from uh, a year or two ago. 
I'm sure because I check I check out your website every so often and it, there's a lot more animals going through and, and I think people need to understand the, the cost of the vet because each animal has a veterinarian come and examine them and do what they need to do and that's yep. why you need the donations is to pay because you you guys are doing this pretty much on your own I mean you were working when you first started this and, yeah, and, and my husband and I still both, you know, we both have other jobs just oh, to kind of keep everything afloat. Yeah. But uh, we're not government-sponsored or anything like that. So it's, it's the donations and and the fundraisers that keep us going. Yeah, exactly. And our extra stuff. I'm, we're still, we can still keep going as long as we, uh, you know, don't make ourselves bankrupt doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and And that's the danger. That is absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'd like to retire one day, but you've got to have somebody that knows what they're doing to take over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what if the kids don't want to do it? Then, then what? Oh heck, no! They don't want to do it anymore. They used to when they were little. Now yeah. they're teenagers. They're like, oh heck, no! I see what mom does every day. <laughs> yeah. What do you think I am, dumb? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I have to say goodbye to you, but Nicholas. I, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. And uh, people, please go on their website. It's uh, P, P, PG Equine Rescue. And no, not Equine. No? Remember, we're, we're PG Animal Rescue. Animal Rescue, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because yes. you've got more than equine. Okay. We're so much more than horses. Now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for what you do, my dear, and all the best. And I hope people will take time to go on your website and uh, see who they can take home. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having yeah. me on the show. Yeah, well, uh, we'll be in touch in the spring. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Happy, happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We'll take a short break and be back with our next guest. Arts North Digital Center is presenting Shameless Self-Promotion Tuesday evenings through February 21st. This artist-artisan marketing program will help you take action to promote your work with new tools, a defined plan, and positive support. There's a total of six sessions with guest speakers. Registration and full details are available through the Arts North link at studio2880.com. Shameless Self-Promotion from Arts North Digital Center, 6 to 8 Tuesday evenings through February 21st at Studio 2880. Revisit the basic elements of art and design at Two Rivers Gallery. Join Maureen Faulkner to learn elements including line drawing with graphite, texture with pencil crayons, shape with collage, and form with wires. It's a solid introduction for those new to art making or a solid review for returning students. We're back and back to the basics with Maureen Faulkner, Wednesdays through February 22nd. Registration and full details are available through Two Rivers Gallery where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. The Child Care Resource and Referral Centre is taking over the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library on Wednesday. Between 1.30 and 3, children ages 0 to 5 and their caregivers are invited to drop by the library for free play involving different toys and activities. Come on in and meet old friends and make new ones. It's the first Child Care Resource and Referral Centre playtime of 2023, Wednesday from 1.30 to 3 at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library, free to participate in. 
Learn about dementia from anywhere by participating in the Alzheimer's Society of BC's live Wednesday webinars. Learn self-care tips and strategies to positively manage stress for both caregivers and people living with dementia on Wednesday from 2 to 3. Registration and more details are available through the webinars section at alzbc.org. Staying healthy and building resilience in a time of change and uncertainty. Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 3 through alzbc.org. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Yeah, I see. Yeah, we're back on. Um, I'll get you to give me that number again. And uh, Okay, we're waiting for the Prince George um, SPCA. Um, because I stupidly cut her off. So uh, there's another number I have. It's 778-983-0757. And so, um, I wanna, I want to just talk a little bit about, um, Prince George Animal Rescue again. I went on their website last night and they've got pictures of, um, the horses that they've got that are up for adoption. And there's some there that are for intermediate riders. There's some there that they would just like to have, um, a forever home. And the ones for the forever home would be by donation. All of these animals have been vetted, and um, they are rescued. Uh, there's um, a Rango. He's a senior, and he's um, underweight right now, um, but he is gaining weight and doing well. And he's um, uh, one that needs to be just retired. Uh, Tango is another one who's underweight and uh, he was rescued and he's also into retirement and he's by donation. There's Rio who's 18 years old, an Arabian, hasn't been ridden for over 10 years uh, and uh, that would be a donation of $600. And so um, you can... Uh, be assured that the horses have all been vet checked and, and are sound. There's the thoroughbred whose name is Blazes and has not been on the track. Um, it says to stay tuned because uh, they're working with her. There's Mocha. Mocha is an 11 year old, um, who would be, who's an e- what they call an easy keeper. And so she'll put on fat if she looks at, at food just like I do. And, um, she's, she's good for a beginning. And she's just 14 hands, so she's just bigger, a little bit bigger than a pony. And she's a beautiful color, and they'll want a thousand dollars for her. And, uh, um, Sage is five years old. You can lead her, you can touch her. She's been unhandled. She's an unhandled horse. She's um, sound and she's friendly. Um, and when I looked at her, she has a nice long back, and that's the kind of horse I like to ride. It's a horse that's uh, got a nice long back. And those, so we have to do an agreement to adopt. Um, they've got cats. They got a nine-year-old female. They've got a, a two-year-old female, $500 for Freya. They've got a, a three-year-old, 
indoor only. It's pure white, long-haired, as uh, deaf, and doesn't get along with other cats. They got O'Malley. Uh, I think O'Malley's nine months female. Bart, a one-year-old male, 450. Katan is uh, five months old, uh, is a dog, a, a Pyrenees cross, $550. That's going to be a good dog for... Um, a guard dog. And you know the Pyrenees, they're beautiful dogs. I wouldn't mind uh, if um, if I could have, <laughs> have that one. Um, they've got Steel, a one-year-old neutered male. they got Puppies. They've got an Australian cattle dog cross. Two of them. They've got um, a couple of female cats. One is seven years old. They've got uh, a litter of cats that are black, pure black. They've got Rango, who's um, a three-year-old male healer. And so it looks like we've got our next caller online. Um, okay, Sharon, she's there. Oh, hi, it's Sharon. <laughs> Hi there, you have Colby O'Flynn here with uh, North Caribou BCSPCA. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Love that name, O'Flynn. Yeah, it's. Um, it, I'm from Quinnell, and it's a, it's a well-known one down in these parts. Not as many of us up in Prince George. But. <laughs> well, you just have to move up to the big city, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and so I was reading about... Um, purpose of the SPCA is to take in the sick, the neglected, the abused, the homeless. Um, you're a non-profit and you um, run primarily on, primarily on community donations. And so uh, I, I just want to know um, what you need, what fundraisers are coming up, um, if you need volunteers, Right at the at the um, SPCA on Lansdowne. Tell me, Colby, what uh, would make life easier for you and the animals? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, in Prince George right now, um, we we have seen just since the with the pandemic and now things opening back up, we've just had such an inflow of animals. The numbers have been, you know, we've, we've always been a busy facility, but yep. the numbers have been some of the highest ones that I've seen. I've been with the SPCA for over 10 years, uh-huh. and the requests for us to take in animals are just coming in faster than we can even call people back kind of thing. Um, I know this is a trend that they're seeing in, in loss of rescues throughout the entire province, so we're not alone in that. Right. Um, but we really, what we need is we need homes for the animals. Uh-huh. Um, so it might seem like a like a simple or an odd ask, um, but we need people to adopt. Uh, we need people to consider fostering, opening up their homes to animals that are maybe not ready to be adopted yet, mm-hmm. so that that space in the shelter can be taken by an animal that needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming into kitten season now, so we're really looking to recruit and and have people you know onboarded and and spaces ready for those mothers with underage litters and and pregnant animals that that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so fostering is huge. Uh, adopting, um, you know, even animals that, you know, we would call them green animals, like really ones that would 
be easy placements like kittens and puppies with no medical or behavioral issues that used to kind of fly out the door yep. are now taking weeks uh, to find homes. Uh-huh. Um, so that's you know something where a new landscape that we're we're learning how to navigate through. Um, another thing, as far as like wish list items or needs, if there's people that want to help out, um, we're right now we have we're not just cats and dogs. We have birds in care. We have a rabbit available for adoption, um, and so those types of things we're, we're often going to grocery stores to buy fresh greens, yeah, um, to buy different things for the birds um, that people don't often think uh, to donate so gift cards to local grocery stores so that we can buy fresh fruits and vegetables for our our small animals are greatly appreciated any cat or dog uh items so Mm -hmm. specifically right now the the shelter told me puppy pads and cat toys as well as wet cat food or canned cat food Mm -hmm. uh, are some of the needs that they have Mm -hmm. um and then as far as what's what's kind of coming up, what have we got going on right now? So uh, we've been really fortunate. Uh, we started in December. We did one in December, and now we have another one coming up in January. Is We've been partnering with the local vet clinics uh, who are running these one-day vaccine blitzes. Uh, as many pet owners know, it's the, really hard to get vet care right now in a lot yeah. of areas. And yeah. so this is something the vet clinics have done is they're organizing these one day a month, kind of first come, first serve, where you can just come down and get your, your animals vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So we did it with Birchwood Vet uh, in December. And what we've been doing is we've been offering microchips at the same time, which oh. is a permanent form of ID for pets. Yeah, And we're offering it at, at no cost. We're just kind of partnering on um, with the vets that are, so when they're doing the vaccine, you can also opt in for a microchip. The vet will implant the chip, and then we're registering that. Uh, for free through the BC Pet Registry. So um, getting ID on the animals obviously helps them get home. Um, If they're maybe waiting, a lot of people wait till the time of spay or neuter to have the ID done. So this means it can get done beforehand because the wait list for for those alteration surgeries is so much longer than it used to be right now. Mm -hmm. So getting ID on those animals will be really helpful. The next one coming up is is at Murdoch Vet at the end of January. Uh-huh. Um, so we definitely recommend following the vet clinic social media pages. Uh, if you have an animal that you need to get uh, microchipped or vaccinated to find out when that is and see if you can get into one of these upcoming clinics. Oh, that's a great idea. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but- there's so many people right now that are, even like when you adopt a new pet, um, wanting to make sure that you're going to have a regular veterinarian and have yep. that, that relationship so that you can ensure that the animal continues to get care. Yeah. And it's just, it's a very complicated time right now yeah. um, in that field. And, and so this is kind of a creative way that the vets have kind of all decided to work together to try and address these the unvaccinated animals. And um, so far, uh, yeah, 80, we've microchipped uh, 80 animals in, in the last clinics, and, and we're averaging about 40, 40 per day per clinic. So it's um, a really good number of ID that's getting out there in the community. Yeah. Um, d- so when I went on the website, it says 63 dogs from Mission property. Did that happen down south? Yeah. So yeah. That was, wow. Um, animals that were removed um, from uh, a situation, you know, where living conditions and vet care and stuff was a concern. My so gosh. those animals are all in the lower mainland right now. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have any of them up north, um, but how, you know, like we're we are one team, you know, we're a provincial yes. organization. So yeah. um, if, if there's anybody, there, there is information in that article if, if anybody would like to support uh, 
like those types of animals and that type of work. Yeah. Uh, there is a portal on there of how you can donate towards their care. Yeah. Um, and if they do, uh, you know, sometimes they'll do call-outs for, for donations of specific items for those animals. Yeah. Um, and just like when, when we were doing that, when we've had those, those cases up here, yeah. um, we can send donations down to them kind of thing. Yeah. So if, if people are looking to support, um, they can bring items into their local SPCAs and, and uh, we can make sure that they get to where, they're need to, where they need to be. Yeah. Um, tell me about the Betty White Challenge. Yeah, so that's that's a new. Um, they're launching it again. So it was something that we did that we did last year, of course, in in response to the loss of of a great animal advocate who you know spent a lot of her life uh, trying to help rescue animals and promoting rescue animals. And so it, it was a big success last year. And and what we did is with permission of you know Betty White's, um, you know, like her her. I don't, not her family, but her, you know, within her honor that we could run this yes. campaign and kind of just challenge people to donate even even $5 to an animal rescue in Betty White's name. Yes. Um, and so we've decided to, with the support of Betty White's estate and stuff, to do that again this year. Good. And so they do it for her birthday, which is January 17th. Right. Um, so that is coming up, and I'm sure you'll start to see promotions and stuff for that to kind of spread the word and see if we can drive up that um that kind of call to action to get out and, and make that even $5 donation in, in her name and let her legacy for animals live on. And, you know, the, the story of the, the little Gigi dog um, that the RCMP discovered, and she was limping on her right leg. Her left leg was weak. She had scabs all over her hair loss, and um, she could hardly walk. And uh, and the Betty White Challenge Financial uh, helped that little dog. They called her Golden Girl and then switched yeah. it to Gigi. And it just breaks your heart when you see that poor little sweet face. Absolutely, yeah. So, And that's um, basically just, you know, any of the money that is raised in through these different campaigns, um, you know, people can, they can specifically donate towards, you know what what they want it to go to, and and that they can even do that right here in in their local shelters. Yes. So yeah. um, we do have our medical emergency page on our website that lists kind of those types of things like GG, like those kind of extreme cases that that yeah. need more than you know what we can what we can offer you know without without the help of you know our with normal funds. So yeah. Um, and yeah, animals like Gigi. Um, you know, if you follow on the North Caribou Facebook page as well, you'll see that a lot of these cases, we get them locally too. Yes. And we have animals that are coming in and, and they've got, um, uh, a dog, I believe a dog and a cat in care in Prince George right now that are, um, fairly extensive medical cases yes. that, um, you know, that these types of call to actions and pledges and stuff really do support. So. Yeah, and I mean, they have a, a right um, to life, and uh, and th- that little baby face on there, and she, she just made me weep. And there's that's the good one. And the other thing that you've got going, I think, but that happens in the summer, is the annual wild, wildlife in focus photo contest, which goes from May 15th to the 30th. And all that money goes towards food and medical care for wildlife. And I think, I don't think that a lot of people know about that. 
Colby. Yeah, so Wild Ark is our one of our you know, it's, it's a part of the BCSPCA, but we do have it, and that's on Vancouver Island. And so it's a, a, a you know, a shelter um, intake area that, that they specialize in the care and rehabilitation of wild animals versus the shelters that are taking in the domestics. And yeah. so we also have facilities that focus on uh, farm animals and, and yes. you know, horses and those types of things. So that's the one of the main fundraisers that Wild Ark does. And, yes. uh, I mean, the photos are just absolutely beautiful. And especially when the, the campaign is running, when you can go in and vote because it's a, it's a vote basis for who gets to make it into the calendar. And, yeah. I mean, some of the, the ones from last year I remember following and, like, the photos of the grizzly bears and, and you know, the, the baby otters and, and oh. all these things are just such beautiful to think that somebody got you know yeah. got up close and was able to take that photo okay. so the calendar contest is is definitely really really big supporter for wild arc we'll talk in the spring it looks like i have to cut, uh, say goodbye i've gone over <laughs> yeah, my time no. colby but thank you so much for informing us and i ask everybody to go on the bc spca website and you can find prince george on there thanks for what you Absolutely. do colby yeah thank you bye-bye bye With three high-profile events coming to Prince George the next two years, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club is busy recruiting volunteers. The 2023 Nordic Canada Selection Trials and Nordic Cup is January 18th to 21st, with 150 to 200 volunteers needed to run this national event. Valuable volunteer positions are still available for the competition. To help out, contact Volunteer Coordinator Vonda Hofford by emailing volunteer underscore competitions at caledonianordic.com. In collaboration with the province of BC, the Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is taking nominations for the 2022 Premier's Awards for Indigenous Excellence in Sport. The Premier's Awards honour and uplift Indigenous youth athletes who have achieved excellence in performance sport and are regarded for their leadership qualities both on and off the field of play. More information and nomination details are available through ispark.ca. The nomination deadline for the the 2022 Premier's Awards is January 27th. Engage Sport North is happy to announce the establishment of a new diving club in Prince George. The Prince George Pikes will offer introductory and competitive diving opportunities. Led by a Diving Canada certified coach and fronted by Engage Sport North, those interested in taking up competitive diving are encouraged to try the sport from January 25th to March 8th. Participants must be able to swim in deep water. No other experience is necessary. Registration and more details are available on the program's page at engagesportnorth.com. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today. Temperature steady near zero. Tonight, mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries starting late this evening. Wind at 15K. A low of minus 3 with a wind chill to minus 7. Mainly cloudy again on Wednesday. More wind. A high of zero with an afternoon wind chill to minus 4. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, Sharon, we are back on the line, and our next last caller is on the line. Kelsey. Hello. Hi. Is that you, Kelsey? Oh, it's Angela. Oh, Angela, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, I had to call back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, but you're back. You were in South Africa, weren't you, for a while? Oh, oh, yeah, I was there for a month. I got back. Oh. Yeah, just under a week ago. I didn't want to come back to you, really honest. I bet you. I'll bet you didn't. Uh, well, we're glad that you did. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. And and so I was reading about um, 
I was amazed, actually, when I started really getting into your website about uh, what you do up north. Yes, yeah, we do some um, uh, really, really interesting programs and services that we actually um, offer up here. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I like the idea of um, teaching youth and children um, and adults. You you do that on uh, humane education uh, through your Adoption and Humane Education Center. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, so, you know, when we originally obviously started as a, as a, a justice or rescue organization, but over the years, we kind of like really got our niche on where we kind of felt that, you know, there was a gap we could have filled in the community and yes. humane education was one of those. And it's kind of like, you know, starting off people young um, yeah. is a way to really change the future. And um, so, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, you know, we do like, um, we go to schools and do presentations there, but we also have shelter tours in um People can come to the shelter and uh, learn all about animal welfare. But we actually have those birthday parties that we do too, and people didn't realize that we do them. But, uh, you know, people, kids can have their birthday parties, yeah, but we actually incorporate um, uh, responsible pet ownership um, information during yeah. that birthday party. We make it super fun, fun for kids to, to learn about animal welfare and making a difference to the planet. Mm. Yeah, well, it's so important that um, that objectification. You know, when I uh, when I think about when I was a kid and there was no vets around and how animals were objectified. You know, um, you could just drown the kittens um, and the puppies that you didn't want because nobody had a veterinarian. And so, how are you raised to have compassion for an animal when you can treat an animal that way? Absolutely. And yet, Absolutely. you know, you kind of understand why, but we can change that now and we can see animals as having feelings and thoughts and caring for one another. And uh, that's one thing I'll say about um, Facebook and those places that, that show animals interacting that aren't from the same species mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and i'm i'm sure that's partly what you do and i'm just so thrilled that 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 attitude has changed or is changing that knowledge is power right yeah. you know we it's something i always say to my staff is that every person that comes in here for whatever reason it is it's an opportunity for us to educate never to judge yeah because we right. all started somewhere learning something and changing our perspective over 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 time right so everything's kind of a learning lesson for everyone i yeah and i believe though that we come here to experience and change from that experience and um and so you work very closely with in uh, first nations communities and uh uh, you offer a wide range of educational programs and services to encourage the humane treatment of all animals and promote responsible pet ownership. I just uh, had someone come to the house to do some work, and he his wife uh, was fostering a dog from uh, up north and said, no, no, we're just fostering it. He says, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, guess what? I'm in love with that dog. <laughs> oh, of course. That's, that's the strategy, right? I, I agree. usually turn into adoptive. <laughs> Very rare that they don't. <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. And so uh, that is something that, uh, because the other, I was just talking to uh, SPCA before you, and we were talking about how many people, uh, how many animals are coming in now. And I forgot to mention 
that how can you afford an animal right now? The prices of food for animals and for mm-hmm. humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and it's, it's a struggle um, for everyone. And I, I think what you're seeing is now people are, are either not adopting. You know, if we look at the adoption rates from previous years and to now, we're seeing a huge um, uptake in, sur- in, in surrenders, but a decline in adoption. Yes, which is telling us, you know, not, not it, it, there isn't as many people adopting as they used to in the past. And, yep. and I think it's also because definitely finances are a factor um, into adopting an animal and recognizing whether you can or can't afford it. Yeah. But there's also that element now, um, access to veterinary care, right, which is right. becoming challenging for people. And now vet care, it's become um, much more expensive previously than was in the past. Yes. And I think that's a barrier for people um, being, you know, being able to take on new animals. Yeah, and uh, SPCA was just talking about uh, one-day vaccine uh, that the vets are doing in town that um, you can uh, first come, first serve, uh, and you can get microchip for free. And that, Murdoch's is the He's one that's that. coming up. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, we actually work with Westwinds. Um, Westwinds actually does a weekly clinic at our shelter, which... Um, People can just go to their website and make appointments, but um, they use our facility, and it's one way of them giving back as well, making sure that you know people that don't have access to to vet care can still get vaccines and, yeah. uh, and basic you, veterinary yeah. care. And so, what? Um, I'm I'm running late. So, what is your biggest wish that you need to help you help the animals right now? Um, I'd probably say um, volunteers and fosters. You know, they're yeah. kind of the, the last line for us. And, you know, if we not we don't have those um, gaps filled by members of the community, it becomes challenging for us to be able to, you know, we don't want to have to limit the amount of animals we can take because we don't have enough resources. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to foster, reach out. We'd love more fosters. If you want to get involved in the shelter and whatever capacity works for you, um, we would love to have more volunteers. And the, I think the other, like you mentioned the birthday parties, which I hadn't uh, really known that you did. And I, so that you do Tales for Rescue, what was that one, the reading program that you do? Yes, yeah, we actually started that initially with, uh, with the program and started with, um, with autistic kids. And the program was so successful that we ended up opening up it into all readers or, or, you know, no matter what level you read at. So, you know, um, cats. Dogs don't uh, judge, um, you know, so it's an opportunity for a kid to come and just read whatever their challenges mm-hmm. are. And, you know, we kind of find kids are really coming around when they're able to make mistakes and may stutter or, yeah. you know, may have difficulty reading and the animals don't care. No, you see the kids there opening up the book, reading away with a cat in their lap. And, you know, so it's a program where we find where, the, you know, there's just no judgment and you can just yeah. kind of, it's yeah. really bringing, it's making kids blossom. It was um, a long time ago. The library had reading grandmas, and um, they would have um, a senior go over there and read to the kids. Uh, that might be something to think about. Uh, you offer dog safe. You offer canine first aid. You offer air, urgent care for pets. Uh, you offer humane education, and I, I'm i hoping that people, uh, today's been my animal day, and I've had four of, of the groups here in town that 
provide care uh, for animals, and there's still a need for more. Um, and so I would like people to go on your website and uh, have a look. And, I mean, you could take the kids down and, and sit on the floor and read a book and have a dog on your lap or a cat in your lap. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just don't think people realize, you know, rescue groups aren't just about bringing animals in and adopting them. There's yeah. so many other um, ways that we reach people and make a difference. And so, yeah, you know, visiting our website, I think, will be enlightening for a lot of people. I don't think some people don't realize the work that rescues do. I, I really don't think so either. So you're on First Avenue, and um, what's the phone number for people to phone in? Uh, 250-640-7415. Okay. So I have to say goodbye to you, but I thank you so much for what you thank do. Thank you. And when you go to South Africa next time, let me know. I'll, I'll tag along. <laughs> I have lots of photos. Lots of photos. <laughs> okay. And, and well, thank you for having me on again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay. Happy New Year. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Moments for today. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at CFISFM.ca. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM Prince George.